Welcome to the Forgiveness Journey Podcast, brought to you by the Fruit of Forgiveness Ministry. I'm your host, Dave Hill. The Fruit of Forgiveness Ministry seeks to teach biblical forgiveness and bring healing and freedom through Jesus Christ. Our vision statement is to share God's word with the world and transform the lives of individuals through the power of forgiveness. You can find us on most podcast hosts. Today's episode is, is called Forgiveness Versus Bitterness. Today, I will take us through this episode. You know, bitterness can be traced to a root problem. With all the storms we're seeing today, there are many trees being uprooted and falling over. The lack of deep roots, along with the possibility of long-term aging, contributes to the trees toppling over. So often we see this in humans who have allowed the root of bitterness to trouble them and to cause uh, you to th- you are them to be uprooted and potentially fall in your walk and in relationships. When we harbor bitterness, it contributes to, I would say, long-term spiritual aging and the weakening of our root system. The Bible says in Hebrews 12, 15, Looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. You see, that metaphor of the tree roots points to what happens when we don't establish solid biblical roots in our lives. Bitterness is not a one-time occurrence. It is the result of random or consistent hurt over time that is left untreated. You know, roots deteriorate over time when water and nutrients cannot nourish them. When we refuse to forgive, we block vital nutrients from reaching our roots. We set ourselves up for future failure and fall. You should want to be blameless at the coming of Jesus Christ. First Thessalonians 5.23 says, And the very God of peace. You see that? And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. See, you want to be found blameless when Christ comes. As a believer, that's what you want. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, we're going to talk about that in just a second. When one is hurt by others or even yourself, there has to be a source of nourishment. That can come by way of mentorship through a local church body that offers discipleship, mentoring, uh, solid Bible teaching and preaching. It comes from fellowship also with other believers. While you can get fellowship from others, true biblical fellowship can offer you more than long-term relationships and have someone to reach out to. That's what you want when you're going through tough times. Bitterness causes us to weaken our roots when we're told to forgive. Getting forgiveness from God has some conditions. It really does. In Matthew 6, 12, Jesus instructs his disciples and us. It says, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. You see, if we want forgiveness, we must forgive. In Ephesians 4, 32, Paul says, and be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. 
when you harbor bitterness and unforgiveness, you are disobeying God. And, and you know, Jesus is, is even being more specific in Mark's chapter 11, verse 25 and 26, where he says this, he says, and when you stand praying, forgive. If you have aught against any, that your father also which is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. But if ye do not forgive, neither will your father, which is in heaven, forgive your trespasses. See, this has nothing to do with your eternal security that you receive the salvation. This is about having the peace of God in your heart and in your mind. You see, our relationship with others is connected to our relationship with Christ. If you are a believer in Christ, Romans 8.1 says, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. You're not condemned, but your attitude should be one lacking bitterness and unforgiveness. Bitterness left untreated will linger in your mind. And just when you thought you've gotten past an issue or an event, something unexpected triggers you to relive the bitterness that you never took care of. Memories stored in your hippocampus of the brain begins to surface and our heart processes the hurt because you never allow the transforming power of forgiveness to make peace and remove you from the bondage of unforgiveness. When you look at the word of God in the Old Testament, we saw David who committed adultery and he caused Bathsheba's husband to die that made him also a murderer. But David, when he was a shepherd boy, David was a man after God's own heart. And he sinned against God. And he said this in Psalm 51.10. He said, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. He begged God not to take his Holy Spirit from him. In verse 11, he says, Cast me not away. From thy presence and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. You see, David wanted to have the peace of God. He wanted to always reside in God's presence. When you hold bitterness inside because of what happened to you, it causes your glands to release increased cortisol levels in your body, thereby creating an unhealthy body. You see, it's important that we recognize some of the elements that destroy the roots that are the source of life-giving nutrients. Bitterness, for one, is a byproduct of emotional vindictive anger. We will find pride at the root of anger. Proverbs 13.10 says, Only by pride cometh contention, that's strife. But with the well-advised is wisdom. That's what you want. Pride will get in the way of you resolving anger. You start to focus on the person you perceive as the problem, and you lose sight on the real source, who is Satan, the God of this world. Second Corinthians 4.4 4 says, In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. You see, when you focus on the light of Christ, you see those who hurt you differently. You recognize that Satan is behind the pain and the hurt that you feel. Satan blinds their mind and also yours when you don't take on the mind of Christ. Philippians 2.5 says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. 
The Bible continues to say in Ephesians 4, 26 to 27, be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down on thy wrath, neither give place to the devil. Solomon said it in the Old Testament in Ecclesiastes 7, 9. Be not hasty in thy spirit to be angry, for anger resteth in the bosom of fools. I don't want to be called that. When we allow anger to consume us, the next stage is bitterness. But going from bitterness to forgiveness, we need to understand as a process that we can call putting off and putting on. Putting off and putting on. The third chapter of Colossians opens our hearts to this process. So what must we put off? Colossians 3, verses 8 and 9 says, But now ye also put off all these. What are these? Anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth. Lie not one to another, seeing that you have put off the old man with his deeds. You see, as a believer in Christ, the day you got saved, the Holy Spirit took up residency inside you. You now have a new nature. Unfortunately, the old man, the old nature still is in there, and it is, it is a constant battle that your flesh has with the new nature. Scripture is saying that with your new nature, you should not lie because you want to have put off that old man with his deeds. It clearly says to put off anger as well as the others that were mentioned. So. What if we want to move from bitterness to forgiveness? If we do, we have to learn to put off. But if we're going to put off things, then what are we going to put on? Colossians 3.10 says, And have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. Verse 12 and 13 says, Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another, and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. Let me stop right here and say this. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you will struggle to, to biblically forgive. Without the Holy Spirit inside you, you lack the ability to have true mercy, true kindness, true humility, meekness, and so on. I ask that you accept Jesus Christ today so that you can have peace and certainty of your eternal future. If you'd like to do that, just pray with me right now. Lord, forgive me of my sins. Lord, I need a relationship with you. Allow the Holy Spirit to take up residency inside of me. Lord, I believe that you died, was buried, and rose again, and I want you to be in my life. Come into my heart, forgive me of my sins. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. You know, if you pray that prayer, it's just that simple. The Holy Spirit now lives inside of you because you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and you believe in the, in the heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. That's what it says in Romans 10. Well, who wants to be bitter most of the time? I would not want that mindset to control me. Neither should you. Forgiveness can sometimes be tough, but you know this, the result is life-changing. Moving from bitterness to forgiveness is a hard operation. It takes an effort on your part to submit to the workings of the Holy Spirit as he prepares your heart 
to receive the urging from him to accept a transformed heart. All of us have the ability to give peace and love. It is true biblical peace and love, or is it superficial ones? The question is, do you feel so hurt and bitter that you choose to withhold love? The book of Colossians, particularly chapter three, is such a powerful scripture in helping us to move from bitterness to forgiveness. As we continue in verse 14 through 17 of chapter three, it reads like this. And above all these things, put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also they are called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of God, Lord of Christ, dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and to the Father by him. The scripture says, and above all these things, put on charity. That's, that's love. I don't know about you, but I think it's very powerful and very enlightening to know that Jesus Christ was willing to die on the cross and to provide grace for you and I to have eternal life. And I see it this way. Refusing to forgive and to harbor bitterness is saying that we don't appreciate what Christ did for us. I know that some might say, well, you don't understand my problem. You don't know what they did to me. You're right. I don't know what they did to you. But I do know that you don't have any nails in your hands. You don't have any nail marks in your, in your feet. You just don't because you're not Christ. So you haven't begun to suffer. You and I have never been able to endure the agony and pain that Jesus suffered on the cross. And the idea that we refuse to forgive is so wrong. This scripture in Colossians 3, verse 15 says that we are to have peace in our heart. How can we have peace in our heart when we are bitter and we haven't forgotten that that person did something to us? We haven't forgiven them. You try to forget, but you can't. But if we haven't forgiven that person, we're harboring bitterness. What about the things that you did to others? I'm sure you're probably asking for mercy and not justice. You see, the key to all of this is being thankful with the blessings that we have received from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In other words, we should want that person or people who have hurt us to be blessed just as much as we want to be blessed. We should want them to receive thanks also. Let me stop right there and just remind our listeners uh, about our podcast. This is the Forgiveness Journey podcast. And our, our episode today is Forgiveness Versus Bitterness. You can find us on our website um, at www.fruitofforgiveness.org, www.fruitofforgiveness.org. You can also find us on most podcast hosts, the Forgiveness Journey podcast. So we are excited about providing you key words, and we have guests to come on and really talk about forgiveness in so many different ways. So we're excited about what God is doing with our ministry. And if you would like to know more about our ministry, go to our website and you can contact us through that. Let's jump back in there. So, so, so how do we do this, first of all, what verse 16 tells us to let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in our wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another 
in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. That is saying that we need to read the word of God. We need to take it and meditate with it and let God speak to our heart through the word. Moving from bitterness to forgiveness opens the door to renewed relationships. Our relationships are driven by the way we relate to others. Now, you, you may not see yourself as a role model, but when we live our lives under the power of the Holy Spirit, we should want to produce fruit. Those who look at us and, who, and even those who look up to us need to see Christ in us, the hope of glory. Role models can produce fruit biblically or they can produce fruit negatively. The choice is yours to make. The more we harbor bitterness, the greater image we portray as unfruitful. Yet, the more we forgive, the more fruit we produce. Romans eleven sixteen says, For if the first fruit be holy, the lump is also holy, and if the root be holy, so are the branches. Holy roots are roots with no bitterness. Branches are the people who draw joy, peace, and goodness from you as you show forgiveness. That is a true biblical role model. You know, if you want to destroy the root of bitterness, resolve to give it to God. He will give you a heart full of forgiveness. Whoever you need to forgive, look at them the way Christ does. When you think about the men who crucified Christ on the cross, this is what he said. He said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. We know that there are all of us who don't deserve forgiveness, but we can receive grace. There are no benefits in bitterness. Think about that. No benefits in bitterness, but there is fruit bearing in forgiveness. I'll say that again. There are no benefits in bitterness, but there is fruit bearing in forgiveness. So how do we gain the peace that passes all understanding? You have to release the offender, whether it's someone else or yourself. Don't allow the issue to consume you. Plead the blood of Jesus Christ, which helps to resist the attacks from Satan. Neurologically, you can't forget what happened to you, but you definitely can remember it differently. That part of the brain called the hippocampus houses your memory. Philippians 3.13, forgetting those things which are behind. In other words, choosing to forgive is giving your thoughts over to the Lord, letting him have it. Thinking about it differently. Proverbs 16.3 says, commit thy works to the Lord and thy thoughts shall be established. I've said quite a bit in this episode. And you're probably saying, well, hey, where do I start? Where do I, where do I start? Here's, here's what I think. The first plan of action is to make sure you have no existing forgiveness situation in your life that hinder your relationship with God. Asking God to give you peace in relationships. When you yourself have not totally surrendered, is very hypocritical. Submit to the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Be prepared so that when the providence of God becomes manifested in your life, you have set the pillars of truth in place to handle the positive and negative results of it. If and when you become aware of something you deem as hurtful, your response must set the standard and other points of your relationship with your spouse, your family, and others. The model that we must follow is Jesus, where he said, Father, forgive them, 
for they know not what they do. Luke 23, 34. We need to understand that whoever wronged you or kept that secret from you did it because of who they are, not because of who you are. Don't look at yourself and wonder what's wrong with you. Satan is the source of that hurt. You know, at a point in your life, you may have or still question your ability to measure relationships. After speaking to a few people, I realized that the longer I made excuses for the actions of others by blaming myself, I would never grow to a level of maturity that would sustain me in future relationships. I know that low self-esteem will hinder your forgiveness healing because you will blame yourself for the action of those who hurt you. As I can draw to a close, pray for direction and guidance. Exemplify the fruit of the spirit as seen in Galatians 5, 22 to 23. Do not seek vengeance against those who hurt you. Maybe yourself, you need forgiveness because you hurt someone and your bitterness is quite evident. Turn them over to God. Turn yourself over to God. Both. Sometimes people do things based on false information. And that cycle continued to turn like a snowball, consuming you and other innocent people as it rolled down the hill. The Bible says, dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord, Romans 12, 19. The final truth to all of this is that God is in total control of the universe. And when we recognize his awesome power, we will see that he holds the keys that unlock the secrets of this world. God has given us a book called the Bible that prepares us for any situation and prompts us to seek him first and his righteousness. In God's time, he will reveal the things that he wants us to see. Only God knows if we can handle them. Our responsibility is to rightly divide the word of truth and become prepared when an opportunity arises to reconcile and mend a relationship. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to the Forgiveness Journey podcast brought to you by the Fruit of Forgiveness Ministry. I'm your host, Dave Hill. You can find our website at www.fruitofforgiveness.org. You can find this podcast on most podcast hosts. Let me leave you this one scripture, Ephesians 4.32, and be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. You be blessed, and remember, you don't want to be a better person. You want to be a better person. God bless you, and you have an awesome night.